So, last Sunday at about 8 o'clock at night in a small town in Ohio, uh, a young man had eaten his breakfast, he'd eaten his lunch, he'd eaten his dinner, but at 8 o'clock he got a craving. And not just for anything, but for a McDonald's cheeseburger. Now, I don't know about you, but I usually crave the regular hamburgers, not the cheeseburgers. You know what's amazing? It's a day old, it's been microwaved, (laughs) but it's not bad. Wow, okay. But this is what he was craving. And he wasn't the only one. His younger sister wanted one too. So they did what any other red-blooded American person would do. They got in the van and they drove to McDonald's. They pulled into the drive-thru, they ordered their cheeseburger, and then they pulled to the window to pay for it, and that's when things got weird. The lady working at the McDonald's drive-thru looked out her window, and driving was an eight-year-old boy. And he was attempting to pay for his cheeseburger with his piggy bank, which, you know, was a good move. And in the back seat was his four-year-old sister. True story. True story. So the, the, the people at McDonald's thought they were being punked, right? They, they thought for sure somewhere in the back of that van is the mom and the dad. Nope. No mom, no dad, just an eight-year-old and a four-year-old out on a joyride because they were craving cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Now, of course, the employees called the cops and the kid no was no longer allowed to drive, and um, <laughs> they found out what happened. He, he, what, the kid told his story. Basically what happened was, dad came home from work and went to bed early, 8 o'clock, and mom fell asleep on the couch, 8 o'clock, and him and his sister, they were craving a cheeseburger. And so he goes on YouTube, true story, YouTube, and watches how to drive videos. I'm glad he didn't watch how to do surgery videos. <laughs> I think those are there, though. But anyway, so he, he watches these videos, and so now apparently he knows how to drive. So he drove a mile and a half. He drove through four intersections. He took lefts. He took rights. He went over train tracks. And according to the police officer, he obeyed all the rules. <laughs> he obeyed the speed limit. The police officer was amazed because this eight-year-old was a good driver. (laughs) Unbelievable, right? But it's a true story. So I share this with you this morning because I got to thinking about this. and I got to thinking, you know, yeah, we're all a lot like this eight-year-old kid, right? Maybe it's not a cheeseburger, But there are things that we want. There are things that we desire. There are things that we crave. Sometimes it is food. Uh, Sometimes it's money. Uh, A lot of times it's success. It's wanting to be liked, wanting to be loved. It's romance. Um, 
a lot of times it's stuff, right? There are just things that we crave, things that we want. Sometimes we go on YouTube to try to figure out how to get these things, how to do these things. Sometimes our friends teach us, the movies teach us, music teaches us, our families teach us. But we live a life where we want things and we go and we get these things. And people would say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Today is Easter Sunday. And so for a good amount of you today, today is a day of celebration. And we're going to talk about why it's a celebration. For some of you, it may be, well, it may be the first time anyone said anything to you that maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Maybe you're an eight-year-old that should not be driving a van. And then, unfortunately, I think for some of you today, um, is just a reminder that you are an eight-year-old driving a van, and you don't care because you want what you want, what you want. So today what we're going to do is we're going to take a trip down Romans Road, and it's called uh, Romans Road because um, all the scriptures are from the book of Romans, and that's in the New Testament. They're written by Paul to the church in Rome. And I want to start with Romans chapter 3, verse 23, and Romans chapter 3, verse 11. And these are going to be put up on the screen. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Romans 3, verse 11 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. This kid was a good driver, apparently. So why don't we give him the keys? Why don't we give him a license? I've seen a lot of adults that are bad drivers. If this kid is good, hook him up, right? Get him his own vehicle. I wouldn't suggest a van. Maybe one of those little tiny Fiats would be more to, to his size. Well, we're not going to give him keys, <laughs> We're not going to give him a license because he's eight, right? He's eight years old. He could have easily have gotten in an accident. He could have hurt himself, his sister. He could have hurt a lot of innocent people. You see, we live in a world today where people will say, well, as long as you're good, as long as we're good, then we're good. But folks, that's not true. We just heard right here, nobody is good. In other words, eventually, people are going to make mistakes. People are going to sin. People are going to fail. And that's not good. In fact, all of us, all of us are going to sin and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that, because of that, we are going to be separated from God. God's going to be on one side of the road and we're going to be on the other now, some people might look at that and say, okay, well, what's, what's the big deal? We've got our space. God has got his space. Sounds good to me. Well, here's the big deal. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Folks, it's a big deal because the result of our sin is death. Now, I want to pause here for a moment because this is really, really important. Because we're not just talking about a literal death. But actually there's three ways that sin causes, causes death. 
First way is, is, is a figurative way, and, and, and many of you have experienced this. Maybe not in your own life, but you, you've seen it in others. You've seen sin kill marriages at a rate of 50% in our country. You have seen sin figuratively kill families and relationships and jobs. You have seen sin literally kill people. It's a sin to get drunk. And yet people get drunk and then they get in a car and they go out and what happens? They kill themselves, they kill others. Now that's just one example, but there's many other sins that cause literal death. And then of course, there is the ultimate death that sin can cause. And that's eternal death. That's where we die and we don't go to heaven. But we go to hell. So sin is a big, big deal. Now, some people hear this and say, okay, wait, time out, time out, time out. That's not fair. That's not fair, right? I mean, we want fair. Why do we have to live in a world where this is going on? Why, why can't we do whatever we want to do? That's, that's not fair. Now, the thing about fair that's interesting to me, I, I think it's, it's born in us, right? It's inherent in us because when I have four daughters and, and well, I should say when they're little, up until last year, <laughs> we gave them Easter baskets. And you know, right? You know that every one of those Easter baskets had to have the same amount, equal amount of stuff in there. They had to have the same amount of jelly beans, the same amount of Cadbury eggs, the same amount of chocolate crosses, lottery tickets, cigarettes. Oh, wait, that was my... (laughs) That was my Easter basket as a kid. Not real cigarettes, the fake ones, so we could look cool. But anyways, we, we had to count them off, right? Because it had to be fair. People want things to be fair, Now, here's the good news. This is what makes Easter great. This is absolutely what makes Easter great because God went beyond fair. He's not just fair. He went beyond fair. Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, folks, I want you to look at that verse for a minute. And if you've got your Bibles with you, I really want you to highlight, underline, whatever you can do to the words, still sinners. Here's how fair our God is. Think of the worst sin you've ever committed. Think of it now. The worst sin you've ever committed and know that God has forgiven it. When he went to the cross... He forgave the worst sin you've ever committed or you ever will commit. Think of the worst sin that's ever been committed in the history of the world. Think about that for a moment and know that God has forgiven that. He has paid the price for our sins. He has paid the penalty of our sin. How fair and how amazing is that? Now, 
people would see that and say, okay, well, what's the catch, right? There's got to be a catch. That's too good to be true that my, my sins have been forgiven. No catch, just a response. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Folks, in other words, if we repent of our sin and trust Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're going to be saved from our sins. And not just in the end, but he also here on earth. Think about this for a moment. There are sins that are out there that we've already talked about will kill. Figuratively, literally, and eternally. But if we give our lives to Christ, repent of our sin, and not sin, we'll be saved from all of that damage that those sins can cause here on earth and for eternity. That's what makes Easter so awesome and so great. Now, let's go to some next steps. What do you do with this information? Well, if you're here today and you already know all this, right? This is just stuff you know. It's just reminding you of how great God is, how fair God is, how awesome God is. Then I just want to encourage you today to celebrate, right? Just be thankful. Just be thankful. How awesome is God? Now, I was thinking about this little eight-year-old boy. Thinking about him a lot this past week. And I thought to myself, what would have happened if the McDonald's employee had said nothing? Just given him his cheeseburger. Said, thanks for coming to McDonald's. Have a nice day. He would have driven home. Hopefully he would have made it past, again, the 400 sections and the railroad tracks. He would have pulled his father's work van into the parking, in the driveway and been all good. And then Monday at school, his buddies would have said, hey, what'd you do? Well, I did this, I watched this, I played video games, what'd you do? I went to McDonald's for a cheeseburger. They said, no way! Next time, pick me up. All right. So the next Sunday, what happens? Kid gets in the van, parents are asleep, he gets his sister, and now he starts driving around the neighborhood, picking up his buddies, picking up the other four-year-olds and five-year-olds, and maybe this time instead of going to McDonald's, they get brave and say, hey, let's go to the mall, right? Hey, let's go to the park, let's go to the ice cream place. Hey, I heard there's a baseball game in another state, I went on YouTube and got directions, let's go! Now you got a van of eight and four-year-olds, about 15, 16 kids just traipsing across the country. Sounds crazy, right? And yet, we are living in a world where people are traipsing across the country. And they're craving all these different things, and they're, they're going after them according to the world. And it's just crazy because sooner or later, they're going to crash. Right? They're going to crash their marriage. They're going to crash their family. They're going to crash themselves. If you're here this morning, and maybe this is the first time you've heard any of this, and maybe you're going, oh, you mean I shouldn't do those things? Oh, there, there, there's a better way. I want to encourage you this morning by saying, yeah, there is. 
and you're not in trouble. God's not going to hit you with a lightning bolt. He's not going to slap you. He's not going to yell at you. But if you decide today that you're tired of living your life according to what the world says, what the YouTubers say, and you want to live according to Jesus, you can make that decision and say, you know, Jesus, yeah, I don't want to go with the world anymore. I want, I want to go with you. So forgive me for, for doing those things and, and guide me. If you want to do that, you can do that this morning. Now, I was also thinking, okay, so the kid got caught. He knows that it's wrong. What's he going to do tonight? His dad goes to bed. His mom falls asleep. He starts craving the cheeseburger, right? His sister's like egging him on, going, we did it before. We can do it again. Can you see a four-year-old egging on an eight-year-old? Oh, definitely. And then he gets back in the father, <laughs> the father's work van, but this time goes to a different McDonald's, so they don't know him there, right? And I think, how many people are doing that in the world today? Like, maybe some of you here even know that what you're doing is wrong. The decisions and the choices and the way you're living your life is not what God wants you to do, but you're like, you know, I haven't really hurt myself. I haven't really hurt anybody. I'm kind of getting away with it. And I kind of really want a cheeseburger or I kind of really want this or I kind of really want that. So you keep you keep doing that. I want to tell you now, there's nothing I can do to stop you. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to just like yank you out of the van, but I can't. But I want to just say simply this morning, stop. Right? Stop. You're going to get hurt. God knows what he's doing. When he wrote his word, he knew what he was doing. When he made you, he knew what he was doing. When he sent Jesus, his son, to die for you on the cross, he knew what he was doing. He doesn't want you to get hurt. He doesn't want your marriage to fail. He doesn't want your life to fall apart. But if you keep sinning, it will. It will. So stop. Stop today. Make this Easter Sunday the day. You say, you know what? I'm done with the junk. I'm done with going about life, craving things according to the world instead of going Jesus' way. Make today that day. And then Easter Sunday, right? Easter Sunday will be a day that you will celebrate forever. You know what the the cool thing about this little story about this eight-year-old is, you know, he he realized he did wrong and he cried. And, you know, the police officer forgave him and then gave him his cheeseburger and chicken nuggets and french fries. Now, let's disregard the whole cholesterol thing and say, you know what? He got more than he ever thought he could get. And that's the same thing when we give our lives to Christ. We think... A cheeseburger is a big deal. God's got more planned for you than that.